This podcast is brought to you by Ave Explores, a Catholic podcast aimed at providing everyday faith to everyday Catholics. Keep listening at the end of the episode for more information on its new series, Ave Explores, Catholic Family Life. Welcome to Inside the Vatican with America Media. I'm your host, Colleen Belli. Tutti siamo fratelli. San Francesco de Assisi diceva tutti fratelli. There was some big news out of the Vatican this weekend. Pope Francis is set to sign his new encyclical in Assisi on October 3rd, just in time for the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi, after whom the Pope took his name. This new document is called Fratelli Tutti, or Brothers and Sisters All. And if Francis's previous encyclicals, like Laudato Si, are any indication, this document is going to make a big splash. So what's this new document about? Fratelli Tutti will likely cover many of the themes that Pope Francis has touched on since the beginning of the pandemic, like solidarity and human fraternity. You can see fraternity, for example, right in the name, Fratelli Tutti. Pope Francis is concerned that the pandemic has widened the divisions between the world's wealthy and the poor. And he's spoken about this a number of times. He even put in place a Vatican task force to try to ensure that, as the world emerges from the pandemic, the poor don't get left behind. Most recently, Francis has devoted his weekly audiences to a catechesis series on healing the world from some of the pandemics that Francis sees in the world. The coronavirus, yes, but also economic injustice, abuse of the environment, and spiritual sickness. So this week, we're taking a look at that COVID catechesis series— to get an idea of what's been on Francis's mind throughout this pandemic and what ideas might pop up in his new encyclical, Fratelli Tutti. Stay with us. Nelle prossime settimane, vi invito a affrontare insieme le questioni pressanti che la pandemia ha messo in rilievo, soprattutto le malattie sociali. The biggest effect the coronavirus pandemic has had on most people is isolation. Some of us haven't seen friends or family, aside from those we live with, in months. We've missed birthdays and celebrations, or pared them down to small, distanced groups. Many of you even cheered me on as I celebrated a socially distanced wedding this summer. We know that we're working together towards the same goal of stopping the spread of the virus, but we can't deny that we've become more closed off from one another, too. In his COVID catechesis, Pope Francis recounted the gospel stories of Jesus healing the blind and lepers. He said that when Jesus healed these people, he didn't just heal their physical problems. He healed their relationships with the communities that they'd been ostracized from. In the same way, he said, our world needs to be healed, not just from our physical illness, the coronavirus, but also from the social ills that divide us, like economic inequality or these individualistic attitudes that mean we only watch out for ourselves. In his most recent catechesis, Pope Francis spoke of solidarity in a post-pandemic world, saying, there is no other way. Either we go forward on the path of solidarity or things will worsen. So what does that solidarity look like? For Francis, it follows the model of accompaniment, which is a word that pops up a lot in Latin American pastoral guidelines. It means having real, deep, personal relationships with people who are struggling. Pope Francis used the term in his encyclical on family life. He was talking about how priests and ministers should accompany people in different family situations, like people who are single parents or divorced and remarried. Rather than being shut out of the church community, 
Accompaniment means welcoming that person into the community and building a real relationship with them. In his COVID catechesis, Francis calls for all Christians, not just church leaders, to accompany the poor, to build relationships with them. This, he says, is more impactful than monetary aid, though that's important too. Relationships with the poor have the ability to change our hearts, to teach us intimately about the struggles that people are facing. And the Pope says, when we see that our friends who are on the margins of society are facing structures that, quote, prevent them from dreaming of the future, we must work together to heal those structures, to change them. And that brings us to the next theme that Francis spoke about, the universal destination of goods. Now, I know the universal destination of goods is one of those ideas that gets Pope Francis branded a communist by his detractors. But actually, it's one of the basics of Catholic social teaching. It shows up all over the place in church documents. So let's talk about what it means. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says, quote, The earth was here before us, and it has been given to us for the whole human race. And therefore, it is our duty to make sure that its fruit reaches everyone, not just a few people. The ownership of any property makes its holder a steward of God's providence, with the task of making it fruitful and communicating its benefits to others. Pope Francis draws from the Catechism, adding that we are administrators of the goods, not masters, and that political authorities have the duty to regulate ownership for the sake of the common good. So what does that look like in practice? Francis is careful to say that it's not the role of the church to give specific social or political pointers, because that's the role of political leaders. Although Francis does intervene in some of these matters himself, as a diplomatic leader. For example, he's called for wealthy nations to forgive the debts of poorer nations, and to stop economic sanctions so that poor countries can use their funds to invest in healthcare and social aid to fight the coronavirus. And, in the COVID catechesis, he called for any eventual vaccine to be made available to everyone, not just the wealthy or those living in wealthy nations. For those of us who aren't world leaders, the universal destination of goods means having the attitude that our belongings aren't meant only for us. Francis knows we have a tendency to tighten our belts in times of difficulty. But he said it's important not to lose hope or to retreat into individualism or not caring about others. Instead, he points to the early Christians who, in a time of crisis, pooled their belongings together, giving to each person according to their need. That spirit of sharing, combined with real relationships with the poor, creates solidarity. Over and over, Francis says that the world will not return to normal after this crisis. We will either turn out better or worse. Solidarity, he says, is the way to ensure that we turn out better. In the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. Backing the science on climate change, blaming free markets, holding rich nations responsible. It's not just physical and social ills that Pope Francis is concerned with. It's also the sickness of the environment, through things like pollution and deforestation and carbon emissions that damage the ozone layer. For Francis, environmental destruction is a result of an unjust economy. Climate justice! 
In his COVID catechesis, Francis said, quote, Social inequality and environmental degradation go together and have the same root, the sin of wanting to possess and wanting to dominate over one's brothers and sisters, of wanting to possess and dominate nature and God himself. But this is not the design for creation. The planet and the environment are meant for all people. And so to destroy it, especially in extractive ways that enrich distant corporations while damaging the land that people live on, is not a responsible stewardship of the Earth's resources. So what do we make of all this? We've heard from Pope Francis about so many of these things before. His encyclical Laudato Si from 2015 outlined in depth the links between an economy and individualistic attitude that see both the poor and the planet as expendable. We've heard about accompaniment, the encounter with Jesus and the poor, and the universal destination of goods throughout Francis's pontificate. What's new here, and what's likely to stand out in the new encyclical Fratelli Tutti, is that Francis sees this time of pandemic as the decisive moment to create a new world. Back in March, he spoke about how the lockdown could be a time for us all to reflect more, to press reset on our relationships with God and with each other. Now, as the world's lockdowns are starting to end, Francis sees this as the time to take action. We've spent our time reflecting. Now, he asks, what are we going to do? Inside the Vatican is a production of America Media. This week's episode was produced by Maggie Van Dorn. Our executive producer is Sebastian Gomes. Inside the Vatican is mixed by Noah Levinson. You can find in-depth and up-to-date Vatican coverage at americamagazine.org and follow us on Twitter at I-N-S-D-E Vatican Pod. That's inside without the second I. For America Media, I'm your host and producer, Colleen Deli. We'll see you next time. The family is at the heart of society, and each family is unique and beautiful in its own way. But when Ave Explorer says family, they don't just mean two parents and a handful of children. Check out the Ave Explorer's podcast on family life, where host Katie Prejean McGrady and special guests explore the diversity and uniqueness of families, discuss how families are the first teachers of the faith, and the home is the first experience of the church. Head over to Ave Explores podcast to listen and subscribe today.